Hello, everyone, and welcome to Clissa's Mic Drop, our final regular season edition, Week 17, Game 16. It does look like in this COVID nightmare that the Broncos are going to at least get the season in and get it out of the way, which is about the best you can say about this season after they're 5-10. and 10. A little bit worse than last year. Uh, took a step back. Uh, maybe their progress was made, but you didn't know it. You, it's it's not uh, in substance because of all the injuries, and I do think that's a valid explanation with uh, Cortland Sutton going down, Vaughn Miller going down, Jarrell Casey, AJ Boye. They got uh, they got hammered pretty quick. Did the Broncos? And you could say, well, everyone got hurt, but everyone who got uh, massive injuries like the Broncos didn't do well. You know, the 49ers didn't do well. The Dallas Cowboys haven't done well. You know, um, six and nine is is just a little bit better in, in five and ten. So I, I do think injuries were a big factor here for the uh, Broncos. They lose 19 to 16 to the Chargers last week. Uh, once again, they get down uh, pretty big early, 13 nothing at halftime. Uh, it takes Drew Locke a half to get going, and I think that's uh, probably the biggest thing that came out of last week. It seemed like in, in listening to Fangio and kind of talking to people, it kind of hit him over the head that Drew Locke just hasn't done good enough to get the job next year. Um, it doesn't mean they're giving up on him. He's still going to be back, but he's going to have to, at minimum, compete. And uh, there's a there's a possibility they bring in another starter. Uh, you just can't go, what is he, 35th, 35th in the league. And, um, you know, he's he's been between 32nd and 35th in the league. Um, of, of all the uh, people who are uh, qualified, and this is where I think his biggest shortcoming is, it's a completion percentage. He's at 57%. That's 36th out of the 36 quarterbacks who uh, uh, qualify. And as for his passer rating, he is a uh, 72.5. Sam Darnold, that's 35th. Sam Darnold is 36th at 72.3. So uh, just not good enough, you know, for uh, uh, Drew Locke to put your to hang your hat on him. He's got 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Um, you know, I know the last one. You know, who cares? It's a it's a hail mary that got intercepted, but. Um, the one in the beginning of the game was costly, you know, to, to make after that long drive. Uh, not only do you get nothing, or if you get three, it, it could be a difference in the game. But it's demoralizing. It's a demoralizing factor. Um, when you uh, went 14 plays, 70-some yards, and you throw the ball away like you did on that first drive. And I think with Locke, the problem is um, is not decision-making. I think it's accuracy. Because right before then, if you remember, he had Noah Fant open for a touchdown. Overthrew him by five yards. He tried to do the baseball pass. I, I just think um, accuracy. He misses too many passes he should hit. Keeps the game on uh, the team on the field. That's where I think uh, Drew Locke is missing. Um, we go into the final week here. Broncos against the Raiders. Uh, means nothing for either side. The Raiders really hit the skids. They're now 7-8. and eight. I thought they would be. Uh, thought they had a chance to be nine and six, and uh, their defense just uh, wasn't ready for prime time. Their offense was okay. Uh, I still think they need more weapons, 
Aguilar is a nice number two and a half receiver. He's number one on the on the Raiders. Um, you know they got a nice running back in Jacobs. A nice running back, not a not a special running back. And uh, they got a very special tight end in Waller. And uh, their their quarterback's okay, Derek Carr. Uh, I would say of the sixteen, you know what do, what do you put them fifteenth in the league, sixteenth, seventeenth, somewhere in there. Um, but their defense is just atrocious and has been the last five weeks or so of the season. We had a chance to talk to McTelvin, McTelvin Ajim, um, as far as uh, uh, the third-round rookie from Arkansas. Didn't get to play a whole lot this year. He was inactive for eight games. He was on the 53-man roster all year, inactive for eight games, played about 25% in the other seven games. And uh, starting to come on a little bit. You know, he's they, they got him because uh, he penetrates the backfield from the interior position. He's got some interior moves where he can get to the quarterback. Uh, he can be disruptive. Haven't quite seen it yet this year. But this is a good, this was a kid who was in a lot of trouble in his, in his youth and seems to have uh, grown up quite a bit. And uh, it looks like the Broncos have a special one. We talked to him about his problems in his youth. Think you'll enjoy hearing what he has to say there, and uh, just how far he's come, and uh, bigger things are expected from McTelvin Ajim going forward. So uh, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk with McTelvin, and on the other side we'll talk more about the game between the Broncos and the Raiders. Again, this is Cliss's mic drop. Thanks for being with us all season. Um, hope you had a Merry Christmas. Hope you're going to have a, a happy new year. I know everyone's saying it's got to be a better year. Uh, although, I guess the one thing I uh, uh, am cautionary about is it sounds like it could be at least six months before things are back to normal. So, And I'm not sure it's going to be that much. Um, we still could have, uh, be more like 2020 than we think here in this next year. It's just going to be a gradual process as we get over the, the virus uh, through the vaccine and uh, other measures. Um, so, but uh, let's talk to uh, Mr. Regime right now and we'll come back and talk some more on the other side. Again, this is Cliss's Mic Drop. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, welcome, McTelvin Ajim, defensive lineman, rookie third round out of Arkansas for the Denver Broncos. First of all, I love your name. I've been meaning to tell you that ever since you got drafted. Uh, what's the background on, on the name? It sounds like it's got a little French to it. Um, actually, it's Nigerian. Uh, my father is from Nigeria. Um, Lagos, Nigeria. So um, that's, that's where my name comes from. Obina, my middle name, actually, um, means father's heart. So he, he had a big part in naming me. Christmas this past time. I was wondering, how did you spend Christmas here? I, I know the, the players all got the... Uh, the day off. Um, what what was it like for you? And I, I was wondering if the holidays mean anything special to you, given the background you had, where you you know you had kind of a rough uh, upbringing, homeless a couple times. Uh, th does it is it something you don't take for granted, given where you've been? Uh, yes, sir. M most definitely. Um, holidays just mean for me um, time to be with the family, and family just growing up was the biggest thing that was instilled, one of the biggest things that was instilled in me, uh, especially by my grandmother. Like, when we had Christmas, it wasn't ever anything extravagant. We never get bikes. We didn't ever get anything of that sort. But we got things like socks 
and underwear or something like that, or like a shirt. But and and at the time we didn't know like okay, like we're in a bad situation right now. It was just we're appreciative of getting something. You know, it wasn't like we didn't need anything that was very expensive or like I said, extravagant. But with us just being able to have anything like socks or some some clothing or or some extra food, like it was it was it was all appreciated. Um, how I spent how I spent my my holidays, um, I was just really just um, watching, trying to watch TV, do things like that. You know, it's COVID season, so can't really just have everyone here like I would have wanted to, or or have all of my family up here because. It would have been too many people coming, and it would have been a great time. It would have just been too many people coming. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, you know, you get some uh, expensive sport coats and shirts and ties. Sometimes you wish you got underwear and socks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Can always use that. Now, because of your upbringing, I imagine going into the draft process last year, coming out of Arkansas, and you had all these, you know, uh, uh, pre-draft interviews with teams, uh, were, were teams concerned about your character? Did you have to address your character? Because, uh, you know, it sounds to me like your character is stronger than most, but but still people might have had some flags because of, you know, the difficult childhood and some things you had to overcome. How did you address them uh, when teams asked you about that? Um, I was just very truthful. Um, you definitely have questions about character, characteristic issues or anything like that. Anytime... Anytime you have to fill out a survey and this asks, have you ever been incarcerated? And you have to say yes, um, because you don't want to go back and somebody finds it out and find out that you lied. You'd rather be upfront with them. So that's, that's, that's one thing I wanted to do, just to make sure, um, make sure everyone knew um, the situation, what had happened, um, knew that it was a, a long time ago and it was, it was behind me and I was looking to move forward from it. And that I had showed that I was a, I feel, I feel like an excellent, um, figure in the community ever since then so I just wanted to make sure um, everybody knew you know um, when it, when I when I got questions about it uh, which I which I knew was going to come because you have a you have all of these teams investing a lot of money in you and a lot of time and effort especially if you're going to be a draft pick they want to know every little detail about it how the night went um, where were things leading up to it and so I was very open with them and just whatever questions they had or whatever anything that I felt like they could any information I felt like they could use I was just willing to give it to them yeah I know you didn't t you didn't you probably didn't put it like this but if you have no money and you're starving what are you going to do you know you <laughs> you, you know you got to eat uh you're, you're going to try to you, you know what you don't want to steal but uh it's a matter of survival sometimes. The um, how about your year, your rookie year? Disappointed in it? Uh, satisfied with it? I know you were inactive for about eight games, and and you played. You're going to wind up playing about eight games at about 25 percent of the snaps. How do you think uh, you've done this year? Um, I feel like I put some good things on tape. I can always improve. Uh, I'm, I'm upset about us like not making the playoffs. Us having a a, a, a losing record right now, not being above 500, or being at the mark we want to be at, and, and that's first in the AFC West. Um, this this one of the first goals that we have. So um, my my main thing is is basically just helping us get to that point. Um, I was satisfied with the with the reps that I did get, and I felt like it helped me it helped me in my development for next year. So I was just happy with any reps I could get. We have we had a lot of guys or a lot of vets coming in and, and playing. So I knew I was gonna have to wait my time and just be ready whenever my name was called. 
Yeah, it wasn't a redshirt year. You got out there and played. How about next year? Where do you you have to? Do they tell you you got you got to get in that uh, weight room? Where do you have to get better next year? I'm um, just just run defense, uh, pass rush, things like that. That's, they haven't told me anything specific yet, but those are just things that I see for myself. Like th Those are the things that I have to make sure I get better at, um, making sure that, that I'm more starting to run, making sure that I'm making more plays in the past, in the, in the past um, whenever I get opportunities. Um, you, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a veteran-led D-line right now. So you just got to, whenever your time gets called, at one point we had three D-linemen go down in a span of two weeks. So, or, or like four D line going down in the span of two weeks. So, whenever your name and number is called, you just have to be ready because this is the business. Um, if you're not ready, like you said, it's not a red shirt year. If you're not ready, they're going to, you know, have to get somebody to replace you. Who along the front line uh, that you played with, one of your teammates who uh, kind of mentored you this year? Um, I will honestly say everybody had a, a, a role in mentoring me. For sure, um, I've, I learned things from everybody. Um, I've, I've learned things like even two weeks ago, I was learning things from Demarcus Walker. Um, all of those guys have helped me. Shelby, from Dre, jo Dre Jones, uh, so from Sly, Sly Williams to Deshaun Williams, like all of those guys have have had a have, have had a role in helping me. Even Mike Purcell and and, um, and and Casey, even though they've been hurt most of the year. They've been hurt most of the year, but they still reach out and and if they see something on film or if they see something in the game, they, they'll hit, they'll hit me up, ask me how how I've done, how how did I think I I could have did and how I could have got better and things like that. So I feel like every and like I don't know how it is for other rookies, but I feel like my veterans were very open and very willing to help me. Ever had a coach like Bill Kolar uh, before? <laughs> I ain't never had one like Bill before ever in my life. Yeah, what's he like? Uh, I, I hear he can be tough on rookies. Yeah, he, he definitely can be tough, but it's a it's a part of um, being in the business, and and I think he's just really getting you ready for for all of the adversity you're gonna face, especially when you're a draft pick. You know, so that's that's what I heard. Especially when you're a draft pick, he's gonna be hard on you because he wants to get um, every piece of potential out of you that he can. Um, because of the simple fact, he wants his guys to get paid. He wants his guys to play well. So when we play well, it helps, it helps us win. So I think that's the reason he is so tough on rookies. To make sure, for, I, I, what I believe is he's tough on them, especially your first year, to make sure you're molded into what he wants. And, and second year is second nature. Hey, McTalvin, thanks a lot for uh, stopping by and joining us here. And uh, all the best. Uh, you got one game, finish it out strong. And then, uh, you know, get to work during that offseason so things change for the Broncos in 2021. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Hope you uh, enjoyed that conversation we had this week uh, with Nine News and McTelvin uh, Ajim. A very interesting young man. Very interesting. From Arkansas, uh, you know, his, uh, his lived with his grandma. His grandma was everything to him. His grandma died when he was young. And uh, for a while, he was poor, starving. And uh, what do you do if you have no money and you starve? You know, you, you start shoplifting a little bit. And until you walk in someone's shoes, you don't know what you would do. So, uh, but McTelvin's come a long way, and uh, he had some ability. That helped, and um, people like to help out people with physical ability. 
and uh, McTelvin's come a long way and uh, more expected from him in 2021. See what the season looks like for the Broncos. Fangio and his staff is coming back. We'll see about uh, uh, Elway, I think, is coming back, but I think there might be a change or two in the personnel department. We'll find out more about that on Monday. Um, you know, adding someone here, they never really did uh, replace um, Tom Heckert, who was a th- kind of the third man in that player department uh, room. They they promoted uh, A.J. Durso from within. Uh, Brian Stark um, was also promoted uh, as the college scout, uh, replacing Adam Peters, who's now with the 49ers. Um, but the, the Broncos just have not been evaluating certain positions uh, the way they should have. I mean, right now, does Jerry Judy look like a, the right choice at, at 15 with uh, John Je- John Jefferson and uh, or Josh Jefferson and um, C.D. Lamb of the Cowboys? I mean, those guys, uh, even T. Higgins with uh, Cincinnati taking in the third round. They're all having bigger years than Jerry Judy. who just had a nightmare of a game uh, last week against the Chargers. Um, and then they got the Broncos have to figure out a quarterback. Uh, no biggie, win or lose here, really. Um, Vic Fangio said it best, uh, winning this game is important as far as helping you feel better about yourself um, Sunday night and Monday. But uh, the Broncos finished 4-1 last year, and it didn't carry over. Uh, every season is new. You change up your roster. Um, other teams change up their roster. Things were just crazy with COVID, with no OTAs, no preseason. The Broncos needed it. I think that did uh, hurt them tremendously. And now I think the big question for 2021 is who will be their quarterback on opening day. I still, you know, I still think Locke is, you know, I saw somewhere it was like 60% that Locke is the opening day starter. I would make it more 55% maybe, but still a slight lean toward uh, Drew Locke. But someone else is coming in, whether the, uh, the Broncos go Zach Wilson type uh, from BYU with the 10th pick in the first round, uh, whether, you know, they go Jameis Winston uh, or Andy Dalton, some somebody like that to uh, push Drew Locke a little bit. But you can't, you can't just give the keys and only one set of keys to Drew Locke for next year, not after he ranked 35th in passing. It had to be better than that. If he was 25th, maybe that's okay. But uh, he needed to do more, and you just can't uh, you can't sell the fan base on saying that Drew Locke is your guy again in 2021. It would uh, it would be hard to get excited about. So thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if we're going to do one more. I hope to do one more next week as we kind of wrap up this 2021 season, five and ten going into the final game against the Raiders. The Broncos, by the way, uh, did some research today, a dubious record. They only have 12 takeaways this year. And if they don't get one in the final game against the Raiders, it will be a uh, record low for this franchise. The uh, previous low for takeaways by a Denver defense was 13, set in 2008. That was Mike Shanahan's last year with the Broncos. They had a nice year offensively with Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Peyton Hillis that year. But uh, their defense wasn't very good, and they finished eight and eight, and that's why uh, Mike. Shan- that was one reason why Mike Shanahan uh, was finally fired after uh, 14 years as head coach uh, of the Denver Broncos. 
as far as takeaways go, this team right now is on a pace to do worse than that. So see if the Broncos can't get a couple and avoid dubious history. They're minus 20 in turnovers. That's their differential. So not only do they not take the ball away, but they give it away quite a bit. Minus 20 in turnovers the Broncos are this year. That is 32nd in the league. 31st is the San Francisco 49ers at minus 10. So the Broncos are double next worst in the league. That's just amazing. It's amazing they won five games um, with that type of turnover ratio. That has to be better. And that's really where I think uh, Drew Locke comes in. they got to get him from being so careless with the football. A lot of talent with that guy. When he's humming, when he's hot, he is fun to watch. But uh, unfortunately, he's a little careless with the ball, and, and his accuracy just needs to get better in 57%. In today's football, it needs to be 65%. Uh, 65% in today's NFL. Let me tell. Let me let me tell you what 65% is in today's NFL to show you how much it is. Just because they're, they're all the easier to complete passes. Uh, Tom Brady, 65%, 18th. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Um, no, wait a minute here. I'm way off here. Tua. 65.1 is 25th. Matt Ryan, 64.9 is 26th. So uh, 65% is 25th in the league. How about that? That's where yet that's the minimum you got to get to if you're Drew Locke, not 57. So uh, hope you enjoyed the season. Even even though uh, you know at least you got to watch some football, right? I, they're all pretty much competitive games. Broncos were blown out in four of them. Uh, by blowout, I mean 25 points or more, and uh, just a rough year with all the injuries. He never really got on track. Drew Locke really never got on track, and they didn't have much of a year. But they, they, you know, let's see what happens. John Elway, the GM, he's in the final year of his contract next year. Let's see if he rolls up his sleeves and get this thing going uh, for 2021. So thanks for listening. Thanks to McTelvin uh, Ajim for joining us here in the final week of the season. And uh, wish everyone out there a, uh, a happy new year, a happy holidays, and we'll talk to you again next week.